0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A.
1: Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Plant-based meat. Why are people still supporting dog breeders? And much, much more. These are just a few of the topics we will be covering today. Hello, I'm William Mayoff.
2: And I'm Nancy DiFabio. Welcome to Animal News Magazine. This is a live radio show about animals. Topics range from animals and science, to animals and entertainment, to animals and religion. To animals and agriculture. Animals they play an important role in our daily lives as individuals and as a society. This show is about increasing our knowledge and understanding of the animal world and from that information you can draw your own conclusions. Our guest today is John Barocas, I hope I pronounce his name properly because he is a combat veteran and he could kick my ass. Um, He's with Canine Global Rescue. I believe he is the founder of Canine Global Rescue. And he does amazing uh, rescue work globally. So we really look forward to talking to him at 2.30 today.
0: look forward. Look forward very much.
2: So before we start, um, actually, uh, in the beginning of the year, we had a, I don't know, William, if you remember, we had a contest. The best joke would win a t-shirt.
0: Yes, yes, I so, do recall. So uh,
2: we did get a best joke, but this is an attorney joke because okay. you're a lawyer, I'm a lawyer. A lot of the callers were lawyers. So um, this is from Carol Mateo. She's in Boulder, Colorado. Okay, good. And she gets a wonderful T-shirt promoting our show. Yes, so, kudos and congrats. So this is it.
0: Top quality T-shirt, by the way.
2: Absolutely All gorgeous. All cotton, no polyester no, in No, it's high quality, very comfortable. And no
0: harm to animals Absolutely in the production not. of the totally T-shirt. Absolutely not. Totally
2: cruelty-free. Cruelty-free. Okay. The attorney tells the accused, this is a criminal lawyer, and uh, his client's been accused of a crime. So he tells the accused, I have some some good news and I have some bad news. So what's the bad news, the accused asks, his client asks. He says, well, the bad news is your blood is all over the crime scene, and the DNA tests prove you did it unequivocally. So then his client, he accused us, so what's the good news? Your cholesterol is 130. <laughs> 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 on, that's very
0: good. That's very good. Because the cholesterol so that's what she should be want. 200 and under. congratulations to the what's the latest name now from uh, carol
2: Matteo from boulder colorado
0: kudos (laughs) and we thank you very much without you this production wouldn't be possible the comic relief is much needed
2: and you know we have listeners in italy we have listeners in india it's amazing people from all over the world it's really cool it's really great check the mailbag yeah check the mailbag i checked the mailbag um so let's.
0: Uh, so what's in the news? Well, uh, on December 11th, U.S. District Judge Christine Baker granted a preliminary injunction that prevents Arkansas from enforcing a law that prohibits producers of plant-based meat from using meat terminology because that's meat quotation marks terminology because their products do not come from slaughtered animals. This important decision comes in response to a lawsuit filed by the Animal Legal Defense Fund. In coalition with the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, and the ACLU of Arkansas, and the Good Food Institute on behalf of plant based meat producer Toe The lawsuit challenges the Arkansas law enacted in 2019 as an unconstitutional attempt to protect the animal agriculture industry by hindering free speech and the growth of plant based products. Under the law, producers who sell products like veggie sausage, quote-unquote, or turkey-style deli slices, quote-unquote, could be penalized $1,000 for each product sold in the state.
2: That's pretty steep. That's pretty, pretty severe. Pretty
0: steep. So you can't use the word meat? No. no, no I, I even heard though
2: it's obvious, when you go by tofurkey, you know pretty well, even the, even if it would indicate meat. It's not meat you know. So
0: ter- Territorial of the reference to meat. It's uh, something maybe that... Uh, should have a less positive connotation in the future or mm, currently. Hopefully, yeah. Anyway, these plant based products along with cell based products. What's a cell based product, Nancy?
2: They're uh they're made um they're, they're uh, how can I say, biologically fabricated. They're not, they don't in, use in uh, a...
0: test tube kind of thing, a laboratory? They're made in a
2: test tube, but it, there's no animal involved.
0: Okay, doesn't sound very appetizing.
2: No, that's, no, it doesn't.
0: But anyway, these plant-based products, along with cell-based products that will be available in the future, are rapidly growing in popularity as humane and more ecologically sustainable alternatives to animal meat. However, the court issued the preliminary injunction on the basis that there is no evidence to support the claim that consumers are confused by plant-based meat products. There was no proof that that the consumers were actually misled or uh, deceived by Tofurky's packaging, labeling, or marketing. Arkansas is not the only state to pass such a law. In 2018, Missouri also enacted a law that prevents plant-based meat and cultured meat producers from using meat terminology because their products did not come from slaughtered animals. The Animal Legal Defense Fund has filed a federal lawsuit challenging Missouri's law as well.
2: So, you know, these laws basically are proof that plant-based meats and I'm not sure about the cell meats because uh, I don't know them that well I'm not familiar but th- they present a growing threat to the market right. share to the of, meat
0: industry, right? Of the animal meat, the meat products, industry. yeah. Yes. So
2: the this the meat industry through its lobbyists, they are very powerful and very wealthy, is attempting to use state legislatures to basically criminalize speech and stifle the competition under the guise of protecting consumers from alleged confusion. Not really. How stupid is the consumer? So um, they just Arkansas, Missouri, all they want to do is just protect the animal agriculture industry. But there's um, ways to
0: get around that, you know. Does the Morningstar Farm have a cute new burger? Some detective thing that really, oh, yeah, what's that yeah. I called? forgot the name, yeah. You know, they're taking over in waves, anyways. And, yeah, they uh, are, so and it's a good, you know, kudos to the judge
2: for saying, Listen, right. the consumer's not stupid, right. you can put meat on there, they'll know it's not meat. I mean, really, uh,
0: Inco- so. it's, it's, it's incognito. There you in- go, incognito, that's in- no incognito <laughs> meat. M-E-T. That's so, right. so I wonder if that's going to be prohibited because Morningstar Farms, owned by Kellogg's. It's in the green package, your frozen food section, all across America and probably Canada. Uh, they're have, they're introducing a vegetarian burger. Morningstar Farms yes. called Incognito. <laughs> so will they be prohibited from using that reference in, in that word Incognito? Incognito, you get it? Well, no. Will I they, mean, it's a, you don't want to challenge but it. I mean, some states are me, more. There's a reference to meat there. So will they be? Well that's the whole
2: idea but it would be state by state you know, you know the meat industry knows that they wouldn't fly in California Well there you
0: go you just there's an answer to lawyers here this is interference with the interstate trade right. commerce it's federal jurisdiction the right. supremacy clause so these the, these uh, states cannot go ahead and uh, unilaterally make uh, make uh, laws that will interfere with interstate commerce. Yeah, but it all depends. If you they follow? just say
2: you can't sell it in the state, you just can't sell it in the state. It's still a if federal domain. Import, no, still ma- I mean, it still interferes with commerce.
0: Unless it still interferes with commerce. It interferes
2: with commerce within the state. So, yeah, there's... there's
0: uh, Interstate commerce. There's, there's interstate commerce. Yeah, interstate supremacy commerce. Supremacy clause. Correct. Uh, in the Constitution. Right or in a state's right to go ahead and restrict home, unless it really is for the safety of the consumer and letting them know whether it's meat or meatless. Yeah, which is silly in this case. It's semantic baloney. Right. No pun intended on bologna. There's veggie bologna. Yeah, some Next. are
2: better than others, but anyway, let's carry
0: on.
2: Next item. Next item.
0: You know, a complaint recently filed in the Los Angeles Superior Court claims that for years the Trina and Rick Kenny family, husband and wife, and adult children Elijah and Jezreel, have defaulted consumers excuse me have defrauded consumers in southern california by misrepresenting the health age sex and breed of puppies they breed and sell through craigslist and other sites on the internet the allegations are that the puppies are often dyed with hair dye unbelievable to make them appear to be another color and breed and are sold with fake immunization records to misrepresent the puppies as healthy and haven't been checked by veterinarians. Uh, Scumbag human beings. Oh, yeah. Uh, Many of the puppies die just a few days or weeks after the purchase from diseases concealed by the Kennys, spelled K-E-N-N, that's Norman, Norman E-Y-S, and caused by their failure to provide the puppies proper veterinary care. I've seen, I've seen this on the I news. i seen this on the news. I think
2: I saw it too.
0: Local Southern, Dale, right? The Southern California news, we've seen that. Yeah. On CBS and Los Angeles and all yeah. that. They, they have actually people set up on uh, street corners selling these puppies. But I, I never would guess that people are so sleazy to go ahead and dye their fur. Oh, these pass, are sleazy enough. That's why I hate the off. news.
2: This is like beyond right. the yeah, recognition yeah. And, of evil.
0: And pass them off and then they die early. The terrible, terrible little victims here. The Animal League, Defense Fund, and Kochet, Petrie, and McCarthy have filed the lawsuit against Trina, Rick, Elijah, and Jezreel Kenny on behalf of nine plaintiffs who purchased underage and sick puppies from the family in 2018 and 2019. According to the lawsuit, this scheme has allowed the puppy traffickers to reap enormous profits by tricking people into purchasing sick underage puppies. The lawsuit also claims that the plaintiffs have been devastated by their dog sicknesses and deaths and burdened with costly veterinary bills. Jessica Loy is one of the nine people who filed the lawsuit. The Loy family found Penny online. They paid $1,200 cash in March 2018 for what they thought was a purebred designer dog, healthy, happy, and hypoallergenic dog half the money came from the 10-year-old Manuel, who earned it sweeping floors at his father's barbershop. That's terrible. You know, it's like breaking the kid's piggy bank. Unbelievable. Well,
2: that's what it did. It's not like it is. No
0: conscience. These these culprits. It it cleaned out his entire life savings. Yeah. Penny, it turned out, wasn't a girl. They renamed the puppy Bear. The
2: puppy was a boy now, not a girl.
0: Right, so I don't know how that happened, but uh, I didn't know this transgender, uh, even in the fraudulent market. That's the pennies. They
2: can do that.
0: Uh, But uh, he was also, uh, he wasn't a golden doodle as they expected, half golden retriever, half poodle. Instead, a veterinarian told the family bear was maybe a malty poo, equal parts maltese and toy poodle. His fur wasn't red brown either. The dye began to wash off during his first bath in his new home. It's, this is unbelievable. It's like you're making this stuff so, up. Uh, yeah. Nancy, you're not making this stuff up? Uh, yeah, I
2: mean, I think every day yeah, that's what yeah, all I do is I, I just think sleaze, this stuff man. up. I wish this were real.
0: It's unbelievable. The second night after they took the puppy home, Bear wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink, had diarrhea, was vomiting, wasn't playing, was falling. Walking and collapsing. Now think
2: of the effect of this on children. Bad enough on oh, the adults, that's true. So but bad. think you're a ten-year-old boy just spent all his life savings. You know, from sweeping a barber shop, you get a beautiful little animal. And they puppy, grow to love and he's the little puppy. Collapsing, and right
0: in front he's of you. He's not yeah, eating. Yeah. He's
2: and you, you don't Terrible. understand. Oh my God! You know how devastating yeah. that is. These people should be shot yeah, at dawn. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, before dawn.
2: Before dawn. Yeah,
0: in the middle of the night. Okay. Shoot him right off. Right off. Really, yeah. I agree with you, and it's disgusting. Uh, wow. Uh, Bear was diagnosed with parvovirus, a, high, a highly contagious disease that is often fatal if left untreated. The vet told the family they could try taking Bear to an animal hospital, but it would cost at least $3,000. Loy said the vet added, quote, I can't guarantee the dog's going to live, end of quote. Bear could barely breathe. He couldn't walk in a straight line, He yelped in pain when he lay on his back. The vet recommended the family have him euthanized. They agreed. First, though, the Loy family had to say their painful goodbyes. The Kennys could not be reached for comment. The Los Angeles Times called 19 telephone numbers listed in various public records as belonging to family members. Most were disconnected, not accepting calls, or were not answered. No messages were responded to. This is the fraud family. Yeah, this Disgusting. is the fraud family. Disgusting. Kenny's, right? The Kenny's. K E N N E Y S. One of the family members had been the target of an FBI sting, pleaded guilty in 2011 to a federal fraud charge, and was sentenced to 41 months in prison for selling sick and abused horses over the internet. But that didn't teach them.
2: No, not at all.
0: And the Kenny's are not strangers to local officials. Well, back in April two thousand eighteen, representatives of the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, the San Fernando Valley excuse me, the San Bernardino Valley Humane Society, Rancho Cucamonga Animal Control, and San Bernardino County Animal Control inspected the Caney's feline property, spelled P H E L A N. They had a search warrant, according to a complaint, quote, Dogs at the location were over density. However, animal control took all the dogs at the time of inspection, so there was no longer a violation. News reports said officials were investigating a breeding and sales operation and had confiscated 32 dogs, including 17 puppies, that needed veterinary care. It is unclear whether anything came of the investigation. No charges have been filed.
2: So this case is pretty young. But let me tell you what happened. What, there's a shift in courts because, as you know, um, chattel, animals are considered like, you know, the headphones are ring now, the microphones, chairs, they're chattel, you know Mike that. things. So there was a time when if you pay $1,200 $1, for your dog, you get to $1,200 plus reasonable medical costs. There's no emotional cost.
0: recovery. It's you know, t-
2: California t- changed that. Now they made it the law that you can suffer. You know, you can't ask for emotional distress and suffering. And that's great, uh, that's very progressive. That's very good. And I want to do other ta-
0: states have similar remedies that recognize that there's an emotional component well, to a cause of action. But Washington, Florida, and wow. Louisiana wow. they've allowed
2: damages for mental suffering caused by um, by a defendant's wrongful acts, uh, As not ne- to- net negligence, but wrongful acts or an injury. So if you suffer, if somebody like in this particular case, there was a case called, um, I think it was Plotnik versus My House. And the neighbor had just beaten the dog with a stick, and they got, well, in first instance, they got, like, um, the David Plotnick got oh, almost $200,000, and his wife Joyce got wow, uh, almost 300000 Then it was appealed that uh, went, uh, no, the... This the, California? The, yeah, yeah, defendants making a motion for a new trial, and they, a jury awarded this. Now, remember, a jury is, doesn't like, uh, you know, animal abuse, so... When they, went, when they got the new trial, the award, they were awarded uh, lower damages and ended up in the Court of Appeals in California 2012. The male plaintiff, David, was awarded almost 60000 Joyce was awarded almost 100000 just Great. for the emotional distress of the dog being beaten. So I have a sense that these Kennys, even though they probably hid all their money or spent all right. their money um, – are going to be slapped with a really, really big jury verdict.
1: That's just beautiful. And
2: criminal charges. So I think this one's going to put them out of business. I
0: hope so. When is the pendency of the case? What stage of the case at? would you know?
2: They were just The lawsuit was probably filed just a few months ago. So they have a so they must way be to go. conducting
0: discovery and all this. Yeah,
2: they need discovery. Tell, tell me
0: something. This is a civil lawsuit, right? If the it's a civil, civil lawsuit, lawsuit, but I'm sure it. there
2: are going to be criminal charges Beautiful. if they haven't already been filed.
0: So, the, 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 So you know,
2: the, like, don't mess with California.
0: I love it. Don't mess with the,
2: California. There are a lot of... And other We have states, a lot of problems here, other but... Other
0: states are taking heed, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the takeaway from this is they're not just things, chattels, things, objects... And here's whatever it is, 500 bucks, whatever you paid for it. They're recognizing it's beautiful, an uh, you know, emotional component. Even in like, Florida, like Washington,
2: the, Louisiana, they too are shifting to, you know, beautiful. if you intentionally hurt an animal, uh, Th- be prepared a, to pay more than right. the cost of med- medical bills and the cost of what you paid for the animal. But, you know, it's
0: great to be people in a need time. to
2: understand that the goals of puppy mills and puppy brokers is to produce and sell the largest number of animals they possibly can. It's a business. So... Um, they don't really care. Some of them do. Some small breeders may care about the health and the welfare of the animal, but it's a business. And you know, in the beginning when we started the show, remember we talked about the Amish and how they were like
0: That's right, I do went to recall.
2: church every Sunday yes. and would be very abusive toward, right. you know, towards their puppy mill dogs. So, you know, go to there are a lot of rescue places that actually have um designer dogs. You know, golden retrievers.
0: You know, this brings it around back to us and to listeners and consumers. Don't get them off the internet and all these uh, beautiful little dogs. Or do your research. Do yeah, but you know, go to a rescue place. Do your research. That's right, and make sure you get a legitimate dog who's not uh, hair dyed and uh, manipulated uh, for you. And then uh, you know, if, if you don't, even if you don't care about the animals, and you should. You know, your little kids are going to see the demise and the death of the the, the puppy in front of their eyes. That's going to screw your kids up big time. And and he or she will need lots of therapy for a long time. So even if you don't really care much about the animals and the mills and these idiots who sell the puppies and meet you in the shopping center parking lot, go to a rescue. You know, maybe you can get some decent-looking dogs or whatever. Or maybe, you you know, you can fall in love with a dog who looks like a burn victim there, too. Okay. (laughs) You know, we go to Santa Monica Park. There's a lot of burn victim, ugly-ass dogs. And these people are loving them and kissing and hugging them. It's unbelievable. And you really think that there's a fire victim here. It's unbe- Nancy's laughing, but it's true. And they're loving the dogs. You should do Santa Monica Park there, there on the bluff there. They put him in these little strollers. I just know. a little bit of a levity here, Nancy.
2: I know. And the dog,
0: boy, well, God, you know, the dog does not, not winning any prizes. Yeah, but for, for those
2: people who say, well, you know, I have allergies and I, so I want a hairless cat, just go to these rescue places, Petfinder and those, and they have reliable. Sources will have rescue animals that are purebred animals, and they've had them long enough to know if these problems have, pro- you know, have health issues, um, or the real or, thing.
0: Or you know, our guest, he too will illuminate us uh, later on, you know. But animal rescue and all yeah. that, you know, I'm sure he's going to about canine units and those beautiful doggies that most of the guys who work with them don't even want to part with them. They're not even up for grabs. But he'll have some. Uh, insight on that yeah but anyways you could even get beautiful and you know the animal rescue place it probably could lead you to uh places that are not mills anyway right I mean, you exactly you can get your cockadoodle or cock or whatever right, your, yeah if you want those dogs well
2: you know the pet shops here in california the law came into effect on january 1st 2019 pet stores like petco and pet smart they can only s- sell rescue animals they can't have purebred well, animals so there you go. even though they figure out a way i'm sure um well, maybe not Nancy. in California. In other states, you probably, you know, figure out a way.
0: One listener at a time, you're going to change the world, Nancy.
2: Yeah, well. Okay,
0: we'll have an impact to make everybody happier a little. Well, no, everybody
2: okay? together. You know, there's strength in numbers. And uh, there's strength in numbers. And you can't, you know, you can't force people to do something. I think when they get educated, if, if they understand the consequences for themselves and for the animal, and their kids and their around. loved
0: ones. It's all a chain. You know, we were talking before we went on air here about The Lion King and these beautiful, right. successful, holiday, Disney esque movies. Yeah. So we only ask you to keep your hi- hypnosis. You know, how you're so enthralled with these beautiful movies they come out for, where the animals are talking and their cartoons and whatever beautiful special effects. And you love the characters. And just bring that hypnosis. Bring the, you know, your, 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 You're being caught up with it. Bring it home, and you know, make sure the animals can, you know, you're eating your meat, your veggie burgers, your meatless burgers. Just do your little part. See what you can do. Well, yeah. Get your kids, kids sensitive. You know, your kids monitor, watch. And some people
2: they can, you know, just have meatless Mondays. And other people can say, well, you know, I'm just going to stop eating, uh, uh, you know, pork. Actually, uh, I'm going to give you a quick story about how you know you, you people have to find their own way you can 't force them to to do this or do that I mean laws help they go up to a certain point regulations you know judge you know jury verdicts, but people really have to by themselves come to a conclusion and so there's a person at work, a colleague at work he um he came back from his Christmas holiday and he said, "Oh you know we had uh a ham, we had, like, a baked pork or something, a roasted pork. And he said it was great, it was good. And he knows that I'm, you know, a vegan. And uh, I said, oh, I said, oh, I said, <laughs> he said, well, you know, you're really not into that. I said, no. I said, you know, I said, did you know that uh, even though there will be even, there there will be more deregulation, like, as we speak today, um, people working in these pork industries have to uh, kill and process, um a minimum of 1106 hogs per hour. So and there and he's, but he didn't really care about the hogs. But then I said, but you know they have the highest rate of injury more in in, in, in the, more in the meat industry more than beef and others. I said they get their fingers amputated, they get their hands amputated, uh, they get cut and broken, and um, it's really really t- these are terrible conditions for the workers, and.
1: At they that moment a, a light
2: bulb went up, up in his citations? head. He said, Oh he said, Yeah, he said, Well, you know, I really then he started to say, well, you know, I enjoyed it, but I don't eat it that often. He said, You know, I don't know if I'll I mean as we you continue get to speak. As to we disseminate continue information. to speak, yeah. At, That's all. at the conclusion of our three to five minute conversation, he said, You know what, I don't even I don't think I want to eat pork mm-hmm. anymore. So you have to you know people have to find their own reason for not eating that stuff. Uh, either go organic, pasture raised, or just you know you want to lose weight, you want to get healthy. Whatever your reason, they you have to you have to know what their motivation is, because uh, beating them on the head with values and this and that, it's not going to work. So just thought that I'd tell you that little story
0: no.
2: about my friend at work who's not going to be eating pork anymore because. Um, Even though he's a little bit compassion sensitive towards the animal, I think the main motivation is when he heard that so many people get really seriously hurt because they have to drag these hogs across the floor and cut them up and chop them up, uh, you know, over 1,100 per hour. He thought, my goodness, that's that's bad. That's
0: a lot of pressure on the employees, too. That's a lot of pressure on the
2: employee. So. just, you know, find a hook to hang your hat on and then go from there. And don't be pushy. Don't be forceful. Just say, hey, you know what? Did you know? And just say, okay, you know. Um, and a lot of people, I never really go preaching. They'll ask me, why do you do this? Why do you do that? How come at your age you take no medication? I can't believe it. And stuff like that. Why? How come your cholesterol is not high? Your blood pressure is, you know, whatever. And then you you kind of take the, you just give them the facts. You tell them, this is what I do. And uh, and they'll think about it maybe the same day maybe a week later and many of them You're, will s- become vegetarian or stop eating one of the products
0: and they don't have to be to get our acceptance or anyone's acceptance it's a voluntary yeah, thing it has to be but a voluntary listen, thing there's a common don't force
2: myth. anybody to to do uh, to go common, your way you can't force them don't force them
0: there's a common myth and if I go vegan. Or if I go vegetarian, where am I going to get my protein yeah, from? Yeah, I know where I'm going to be lacking in vitamins and minerals yeah, and nutrients, and I won't be able to lift weights. A lot of and, people, and,
2: I got to say though, because uh, tell us, though. You know, tell I, us, I get I get around a little bit on the internet, and some people have concerns with veggie products and what goes into them. You know, yeah. people like because they don't know what it is; it's right. foreign to them. I love them personally; I don't see a problem with them. But a lot of people, Me too. you know, so. maybe some some. Weightlifters or whatever—they're a little concerned that if they go full vegetarian and they, you know, do a total conversion, that it's going to cause problems yeah. for them. But uh, no, and I get I it. I think they're
0: just—they're just not. But educated. we see the case yeah. of that Israeli guy. He's a vegan and he's—he's he's all buffed out. Know? Let's. But people say it's such a sacrifice to do veg. They have veggie products of all sorts of descriptions. I will lack vitamins. I will lack protein. I will lack all this crap. Your response is baloney. Go get your beans. Go get your rice. There's substitutions to all of that. It's effortless. It's really oh, yeah. effortless. And you it's know, and, and, and you
2: should know what you're eating because there are a lot of veggie products out there that are high in sodium. They're you know they, they don't have you know they're they're they vary in with quality too. just like what meats about, vary in quality. Nancy, you, know? you know
0: about this too. This you know we're we're going a little bit to, we're deviating here, but you know we're a full service radio show here. Okay? okay, radio program. So, but I need the milk. I need the milk and all the the the, the antibiotics and all of the uh, you know what. Go get your cashew milk, your almond milk. Yeah. And they even inject all kinds of vitamins and nutrients. You get more calcium from that stuff. Yeah, but Lisa, so you don't
2: want to give all that up. And, because and, if and you cut down, you're still helping a little bit. You're okay, helping the environment, right. You're, right. Helping you're, beca- you're helping yourself, you know. like.
0: But you heard the lady, we had a guest. You know, there's a bit of retro stuff for this show because it's year end. Wish you happiness. So we're, we're going over all the shows that we've done. We had one lady on, I don't remember, her name is Casey right now. She told us how they, they color the milk. They take the blood out of the milk. They put white in the milk. So if you guys like drinking blood in the milk that's colored, just like the puppies that we're talking about, you think about that. And then she had an illuminated moment, and she became totally vegan. We're not advocate you don't all have to do that but the
2: thing is Isn't you don't have something? to believe her either you do your own research you right. do your do research that's independently made independent not by not done by some dairy industry or some you know uh, animal welfare animal rights crazy terrorist group you know try to find information yeah, that you can animal rely rights on
0: group. how could this possibly <laughs> say that?
2: well you know because there are some
0: there's no animal rights scattered terrorist
2: throughout too. that that scare people away you know you don't you don't set a store on fire but to, we don't do that. You know, you, we we you, don't advocate
0: you, you, that. The no, I don't know. advocate
2: that. I'm saying that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. You want to make a point, but try I think to you're do it within, within with the, the bo- parameters you, of the law. You know, <laughs> setting
0: places on fire. I think you're confusing that with the uh, the, the right to life, abortion, anti-abortion. I'm people. just trying
2: to find a way to turn people around without you know, and as opposed to alienating. Well, those why people. don't
0: you tell them your website and the phone the phone number to contact us <laughs> and give them give them you know.
2: So. Uh, AnimalLawLawyer.com, we're actually actually a podcast also, so if you can listen to the show on Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, you can always catch up with the podcast on Google, iHeartRadio, iTunes, we're pretty much everywhere you'll find us if you look for Animal News Magazine. And you can call in too. And you can call in at 323 2030815. 2030815 we I got a message What's that a, number again Nancy? 3232030815 What's the
0: webpage again?
2: adamallahlawyer.com and now I'm really eager to talk to uh, our guest and John Barocas. Yes, John. so we're going to give him Barocas. a ring right now and see what he has to say about all this.
0: So, you know, there's, there's no pause. No there, pause. There's no dead air in radio. No dead energy. air. Why so, does the pause make you, know, you this, feel like well, No dead air because people tuning in stations will tune in to pass us. Yeah. So I have to commend you while you're getting him hooked up here. I love uh, the joke.
2: Uh, didn't I just
0: dial? The initial joke. I think he is there.
2: Is he there? I don't yeah, hear him. John
0: Barocas. Him. I'm I'm here. Oh, hi, John. See that? I, yeah,
2: John. Welcome to Animal News Magazine. I am Nancy, and my co-host William. here is William.
0: William, F. very warm welcome, and thank you for your service.
2: Thank you very much for oh. your service. Much appreciated. Truly, truly appreciated.
1: Well, let me let me let me say this first of all. Um, I did not serve in the U.S. Army. Oh. I've, Let's get that out of the way. I served in a foreign government army in a foreign nation, okay. uh, the IDF, in the early seventies. Um, just like many, many other people in uh, throughout the world, uh, many have served in you know, Great Britain, Canada, Australia, Israel, all, all over. So um, we're my group is made up of veterans from all different services.
2: And okay, are you free to say where you served, or
1: it wasn't part yeah, of North Korea? I served. In, no, I served in the IDF. Well, beautiful, Masaltav, <laughs> welcome, Shalom Rab, yeah. Mashomcha.
2: That's great. So, well, you're still my. trying to save the world and save people from harm and debt, so you know. You know
0: yeah. your principles are universal, and that's a, that's, that's right. a staunch ally of the United States of America. So that's fantastic. So we
2: still have a lot of respect for you,
0: and thank you for your service, anyways. There, okay, that's, that's thank wonderful. you. Especially Honestly, such I... a volatile right.
2: part of the world. Yeah, uh, it's not like you were stationed in Canada or anything so like that. this is
0: super. So this is wonderful, Nancy. Yeah. Ask them some good questions, relevant questions. Well, the Because IDF is- knows the stuff, man. They teach uh, I'm, I'm really Krav impressed. Magar, i Krav Maga, all that stuff.
2: So my first question is, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Canine uh, Global Rescue? Are you the founder and what is it all about?
1: I am the uh, founder and uh, uh, we've been going for a very, very long time now. I actually started doing uh, dog rescue, animal rescue, about 30 years ago. Wow. And uh, um, that's because I was involved in canine in the military and uh, when canine really wasn't uh, anything in Israel, um, it, 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 it was just at its very, very beginning. And wow. um, I got involved and I, my love for dogs has been since I was a, a young boy. So um, it's just carried on through life. And uh, I started this organization Um, I became a 501c3 in uh, in 2017 after many, many years of funding uh, the organization myself. um, I knew that we needed to take a different uh, approach, that we needed to become uh, a fully affiliated uh, charitable organization. And uh, I was very fortunate in my business dealings um, where – uh, I was successful in business, and uh, in my travels, um, it allowed me to start saving dogs uh, many, many years ago. This
2: and where wonderful. do you uh, save wonderful. the dogs, and how do you save the dogs?
1: Well, where are you based? So we're, we're I'm I'm based out of Denver, but we have people all over the country: uh, Florida, uh, New York, um, Minnesota, Chicago. So. You know, I started, I started this based upon the fact that um, we weren't going to do it in one individual country. Um, I first started saving dogs in Thailand wow. uh, a long time ago before anybody knew what was really going on in Thailand. Um, I was there on a business trip, and uh, one thing led to another. I hooked up with a bunch of former uh, combat U.S. combat vets, uh, one other Israeli, and uh, we formed a team that started going in and doing very unconventional methods of saving dogs. We're not a Medicine. we're not a placement agency. We're not an adoption agency. Although we do get that at times that when we save dogs, you have to be able you have to be responsible for them and you have to find a home for them. Um, and so we've worked with other rescues plus we do a lot ourselves from uh, Thailand um, it really spread out we started uh, uh, because the what we call the uh, uh, the uh, road of tears is what it was appropriately named in Thailand where dogs were taken off the street or stolen and uh, ended up going to through Cambodia to Vietnam so we would stop trucks we would take the dogs. We would, uh, um, you know, do whatever by whatever means was necessary to save the dogs that were on the trucks. And again, this is a very long time ago before there were any Americans really involved in Thailand, any groups uh, that had boots on the ground. Um, we were the, we were doing it. And then from there, um, it spread to China um, and then Korea and, uh, uh, that's, one very thing after another. That's very gutsy. That's very gutsy. Very
0: courageous.
2: So, what was yeah, there? What was going to be their fate once they reached Vietnam? These dogs. Why did you have to stop the truck? What was going to happen to them in Vietnam?
1: Um, they were being sold into the dog meat trade. So they. One. Of, I'll give you an example. One of the trucks that we stopped, and this is not that long ago. This is about. Uh, 12 years, 13 years ago. Um, There were 250 dogs on the truck that we counted. Um, Most of the, there were about 100 dead dogs um, underneath all of the uh, live dogs that were on top, stacked on top of them. They were going, they were rounded up in Thailand, taken to, uh, across Cambodia to Vietnam to be killed, to be slaughtered. And not just slaughtered in a way that you would think that um, you would slaughter cattle or livestock but savage, in a very torture, torturous manner. Terrible.
0: You know, just to, to add to this, I mean, it's not even, it's contemporary still because I was doing a, a deposition prep here in Los Angeles of a Chinese, a national Chinese interpreter and she went to this seat. I don't remember what it is, and Near a Chinese restaurant. This is like now contemporaneous, and and uh, people in that Chinese restaurant would run to go get the dog, and try to demonstrate how fresh their dog meat is, and slaughter the dog there, and bring it into the restaurant. And this is an interpreter we paid, her like legitimate stories. This is, it's unbelievable. So I don't yeah. know. It's still going on now. It's terrible.
2: So can you talk about what's uh, going on where... now
1: more than you can imagine? Um, so I've moved on from Thailand. Uh, we, we, we accomplished a lot in Thailand. We actually yes. were involved in uh, a lot of the laws that got changed. Uh, a lot of American groups started showing up. Um, things, things really did start to change. And uh, um, it, was, it was good to see that change. Um, once that started to change, um, we, uh, we moved into you know, more into China, into Taiwan, Um, where it was, it's a brutal business, brutal. And uh, um, today, uh, Thailand and Taiwan, Taiwan is outlawed. Uh, Cat and dog meat trade is outlawed. Um, And they're doing a very, very good job of enforcing it, although there is a black and gray market there. That's Taiwan you're talking about, right? I'm sorry? That's Taiwan you're talking about,
2: correct?
1: That's Thailand. Yes, Taiwan. 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 Thailand has changed a bit, too. Uh, the laws have changed, and uh, there's now uh, animal cruelty laws that are in place. Although they still try to steal dogs and uh, from both Thailand, Cambodia, and Laos to to ship them to uh, Vietnam. But Cambodia, um, in certain parts of Cambodia, they eat dogs as well and cats. So it's uh, look. It, 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 it's not in anybody's culture and that's one of the arguments that we're always facing you know from people who say why are you doing this so that's
0: nonsense. it's
1: it's not part yeah it's not part of their culture never was part of their culture it was it it was brought to them um if if people know anything about asian countries um you know uh, there are a great more vegetarians in asia than there are anywhere in the world and and it's for a simple reason uh, the Buddhists have a certain way of uh, dealing with life, and killing animals is not part of their religion.
0: We appreciate that so, enlightenment. So I'm learning from you, John. I like that. Now, let me say something. You have a lot of balls and courage to go into you know hostile territories. Some of these countries they're not going to be gracious like Bangkok and the tourist trade. And you, yeah, I, that you risk and life and limb, and you have you do whatever. You don't know if something hit you over the head. You know, their, their, you know, their authorities this and is all this. is their
2: livelihood.
0: Yeah. So do you,
1: you get apprehension? Yeah, it's their livelihood. How do you yeah, address that's exactly that? Exactly right. And we're trying to find and offer them alternatives to their livelihood, especially in, some, in countries like Korea right now. Um, but yes, I've been, I've been jailed in Thailand. Wow. Um, wow. I've been jailed in China. Oh, uh, I've been detained three times in Korea. Uh, we, and again. There'll be people who don't agree with our method, but, um, you know, we've been trying to get people to organize themselves, uh, activists in those in, in like Korea and get them to, to, to you know, look at this like it was the civil rights movement. Right. Look at it and try to, to really get it to to, you know, make a stand. Do things. Lay down in the middle of traffic. Do things. I've had, I've hosted dinners in 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 Korea, as I did in Taiwan, and that actually made a difference Beautiful. in what was going on. Beautiful. But I, I, I got to tell you, eh, our methods are very unconventional. It's not for everybody. Um, you like know, what, for we example? do what is necessary. And um, at at and again, there is great risk to to us. Sometimes we've sure. been chased with machetes. We've, they've tried to run us over. They've used clubs and hammers that they've used on the animals. Um, they've broken out windows in our trucks and vans and, uh, um, over the years, (laughs) you know, you, you realize you're not just interrupting them. You're, you're, you're infringing upon their daily life. Right. And that, and that to them, when you do that in some of their cultures, um, it, it, they're going to be defensive about it. And so one of the things that we have been trying to do is education. Start with the young, build up, right. uh, meet with them at schools, universities. Uh, we work with uh, one of the colleges in uh, South Korea, veterinary schools, where, where we've actually been talking to um, younger students. They bring in younger students. They, you know, just all different kinds of things. And, you know, but at the same time, You still have to take up arms sometimes to to accomplish some things and unfortunately that's where we're at with this because they do view it as their livelihood. But that said, we took down a farm April twenty eighth of twenty nineteen. Literally took the animals, took all the dogs. There were forty eight dogs at this farm that were being
0: What country? What country,
1: John? What country? In South Korea. In South oh, Korea, wow. in, in in Wanju, South Korea. Wow, wow. Um, we got the dogs, and we've been shipping the dogs as they've been, uh, as we can, to the United States, wow. um, uh, finding homes for them. But we took this farm down. Within wow. three months of taking the farm down and making the farmer, who happened to be the mayor of the town as well, wow, wow. Um, you know, threatening him with exposure and what he's doing and, you know, this sure, whole sure. thing, he figured out that being the mayor was more important than owning a restaurant that killed dog. So within three months, he has now planted crops there. He has a right John, to John, you're a, the best.
0: How do we help your cause? How do the listeners out there, do you have a web page, a website, and all that that people can go ahead and recognize give funds, buy stuff from
1: you, whatever the case may be? Yeah, and used? that's the thing is that we use most, you know, and, and again, we're very transparent about what we spend and what we raise. And our, okay. our financials are always on our website, www.k9globalrescue.org number nine, globalrescue.org, uh, is our website. And of course, on Facebook, we have a presence of K9 Global Rescue. Um, we, we are money is wow. a great thing if it's used the right way, if right. it's used ethically, if it's used the right way right. to, to both help the animals, but also for equipment, because a lot of times when we go into these countries, we go in with equipment, or we have to buy the equipment there and leave everything there so that we don't get thrown in jail on our way out. Of course.
2: As you have been in the past. So, <laughs> you're such,
1: John, you're,
0: kudos and, and credit to you. You're a wonderful guy. Tell me something. This is a little, deep. we we see what they do, dogs and dog meets, and you told us about transportation. How, how did the, Tell us very briefly how it goes on with cats. So
1: cats, is the same thing it's it's actually in some places like vietnam cat meat is a delicacy and they raise cats just for slaughter and Uh kittens and i won't go into details how they slaughter them because i don't think that your viewers your your listeners need to know but um they do intentionally raise cats and you don't see feral cats a lot because they get scooped up and put into the market, into the cat markets there. It's a very, very cool business. Th- this and is where? What countries? Vietnam? I Did
0: ca- you say Vietnam? What countries?
1: Vietnam is, is a very big cat country. Gotcha. Um, some some in China, some in Korea, but not as much as Vietnam. Vietnam is the number one wow. country right now for killing cats mm-hmm. and raising and killing them as as what they would, you know, say livestock, but they're, but it isn't. It's a delicacy, and there's many other things that they could be eating. <laughs> cat, cat was never in their culture. Thank you.
2: So these people who grow, who raise, and sell these cats and dogs, um, from your experience, if they were given an opportunity like your mayor farmer who, grew, who grows crops now, are they open to a change in in a, in in the in skills Life, or a change in profession or whatever they do, or are they just like no, I'm sticking to this and this is what I'm going to do. How yes. open are they?
1: Yes, they are, they are because because the, the 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 appetite, so to speak, and I don't mean that as the way it sounds, but sure, sure. it is it's changing. Right there, there they understand that it's that that the mood set of Americans of their own people in Korea, the younger people who don't even know that this exists, is changing. So. You're looking for ways out. Good. We've actually had people who we have, we have shut down. say to us, you know, I was going to get out of this business anyway. Um, I, I just need something else to do. Right. I can't, I have to, I have to make a living. So one of the things that I have to emphasize is we don't, my organization doesn't pay for animals because that only entitles another group of animals to be killed. Right. It just, it just furthers it. So there are, a lot of organizations, Americans, some Korean, but mostly American, that go in and buy a farm and try to get them to do something else. But the problem is it's really not successful, and they can't really track it really well. And so the only way to get rid of them is to take it down. And um, I, all I can tell you is that they are looking for it. I've had the older generation, 50 to, to 85 years old, who have been doing this their whole life, who don't want to do it anymore right i've had i've had grandparents tell me that their grandchildren say hey grandpa why why are you killing dogs what 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 is going on what you know i mean so that the younger generation ha- is starting to change we had an interpreter who came to it with us on a farm once he had no idea that this was going on in his own country and it made him stick to his stomach he was about 26 years old and when he saw what was going on he literally uh, yeah. got sick. Yeah, and
0: is this a, this a so, full time occupation for you, John?
1: It is. Yes, um, you're, it a is. I, you're, uh, you're, you're a saint. You're a saint. I don't take any money from the organization. Uh, I retired a few years ago uh, from my business life and uh, sold everything. And this is what I've been doing full time yeah. now. And. And I intend on doing it to the day I can't do God it anymore. God
0: bless you. It must be so rewarding. You're a saint, man. This guy's an amazing saint. Can...
2: human being. Amazing human being. It's,
1: it's it's very bittersweet because you see that you can change and you can save a lot of animals, yeah. but you also see the animals you don't save. Jeez. So it's 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 always tugging at
2: you. Well, you need patience, I guess. That's really important in in the work that you do. You you uh... You just have to, you know, one, one dog at a time, you know, one country, one farm, one mission at a time. Yep.
0: Now, so so they so the listeners can go to your website, see what they can do to help out. But when you bring in the dogs successfully, some of these dogs or cats, whatever the case may be, to the States, right? At some point, yes. they they are they, they find their way to where so people can adopt them and people can, like, how can the average yep. Joe and Josephine help out here at the, the end of the line here? So
1: so we do post on our special our Facebook page oh, cool. uh, our dogs know. that are up for adoption oh, that we save. Um, you know we try not to even charge uh, you know whatever the basic is to get the dog to somebody after we've done all the check and that people are approved for the dog. Um, well one of the things that you have to understand too is that when we save dogs off the farm, some of them are very, very ill. Mm. Um, so we automatically they're vetted medically they're vetted. And they're given vaccinations. They're given all their shots. They are uh, behaviorally looked at. And and we analyze each one to determine, is this going to be a good pet? Can it be a good pet? Yeah, if yeah. not, then it has to go through certain training and, and behavioral socialization. Because you can't just take those dogs out of the environment where they are. Of course. And you know, I own three myself. And they're all very different the, the, what they went through is very different. One came from the market before it was going to be killed. Uh, about ten minutes. Oh, one god. came from a farm where it was starving to death. Oh my god! And this is One insane. came from another farm where it was, um, it was eight months old and its paws were growing sideways because it never had touched the ground and it was in a wire cage. Oh, god. So um, I have those three and their temperaments were very very different. Two of them were stolen pets that ended up in a very bad situation right and third one was born in that situation so i, you know,
0: I can't recognize you enough is- you're you're so organized and you're thinking and your approach john i mean it when i say you're a saint it's wonderful it's an inspiration
2: yeah actually what i'd like to do because we we ran out of time maybe uh get you back on the show please. in the new year and talk about one of your missions um when you come back please uh, and He's talk just, about what you did you know we just have to keep talking about this we just have to keep talking you, and, and you doing, put your and money talking. where you're
0: not taking the cream of the crop look at two of them with the paws. and, yeah. and, these no, are, and no. you, you practice what you preach you're no. a wonderful guy i'm serious wonderful
1: every dog deserves every dog deserves it. and by the way yeah. oh. we've had a filmmaker following us around for the last uh, 3 years oh. and they're making a documentary and it's called dog war oh. and dog people war can google well, it it's op- open eye pictures dog war They can see some of the things in the trailers that we actually, some of the stuff that we've actually gotten into. And one of the things is they can't show some of the stuff because it could be incriminating. Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: fine. That's, that's, uh, yeah, I get it. And sometimes you have to use these methods, you know, to to, to get the point across, to get things done. so yeah. And, and you're, yeah. you know, you're, and you have the training, and you have, and, and your associates have the training and experience as well. So
0: they don't want to reveal some of the secrets as no, to and how I, they catch people in the act. Absolutely, no one it, right, John? Yeah,
2: it would set you back. John, thank you, thank you very com- for very much for being on the show. Have yourself a really happy New Year. Stay safe, and and I'll be in thank touch you. for a second go around.
0: You got to promise us you'll
1: come back. You. You're you're the best. Thank uh,
2: you very much.
1: Okay. Thank you, William. Thank, thank you, Nancy. I'll be happy to come okay. back and uh, and anytime you want me. Okay. Thank you
2: for having a nice rest of the day and happy new
1: happy year. Happy New Year. Happy bye new, bye. new Year. Bye-bye. You too. too. Bye bye.
0: What a great day. So we've
2: really gone over time again. And I really, wow. really um wanna thank all our listeners for we only got started uh I think six months ago and already we've uh, we've gotten some great feedback. So let's um Let's carry on in the new year. I want to wish everybody a really happy new year. And uh, will you be Very having...
0: happy new year. Very happy, festive, beautiful.
2: And we'll do more in the, in the new year more stuff, more progress, more setbacks. We'll just carry on. Yeah, be, looking uh, forward. Be strong. Thank you yeah. all, and thanks for spending this time with us. Yeah. Bye bye.
0: Take care. Happy new year. Bye bye, folks.
1: You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on LA Talk Radio.